This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back. Great day for talk radio in these heady days where all kinds of businesses have been disrupted. Some are concerned, uh, considered essential, others not so much. And uh, there you have it. There's a, a lot of confusion surrounding work sites when people are considered to be essential and are feeling that they're placed in compromised positions for uh, their health or uh, put them close to other workers. And, uh, you know, there's always that set uh, of anxieties and stresses that come into play. Uh, the construction industry is one such. We've been talking about that for the last number of days. I got this email from a gentleman, we call him John Doe, who's joined us on the line to express his own concern, even to the point of outrage. John, I appreciate you joining The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I just want to bring awareness to all the construction workers, what we have to go through every single day. It's crazy. It's disgusting. Well, well uh, spell it out for us because you know, in your email, you're talking about uh, the government is forcing us to work. Uh, yeah. We can stay home and refuse, but if we do, my guys won't have a job when they come back. What do you mean by that? Well, large contractors have deadlines to meet, and if they don't meet that deadline, they get fined. Most fines are anywhere from $30,000 to $50,000 a day. So if any contractor misses their date, that's what they get fined. So they got to push their guys to work. And most of the jobs are city jobs that they get fined. So they're rushing to get the jobs done, right? And then the day, you need two guys to work together. They say maintain six feet apart, but you can't. You have to have two guys close together to work. Most of the sites are disgusting, dirty. Even the cleanest ones aren't safe. I got guys sleeping in the car, sleeping in the trucks. So they don't want to go home and get their kids or their family sick. I don't blame them. Are your workers unionized? Yes, they are. Yeah, because I was talking to Joe Mancinelli yesterday, the head of Layuna, and he was saying if there's any uh, unsafe work site, you can just refuse the work, or, you know, the union would pull the crew. It doesn't work like that. The real world doesn't work like that. I'm sorry. You go to any job site, nobody wants to work right now. Everybody's fed up. They know if they go home, their employer will not call them back. That's how it works in the real world. Even if, even if the inspector comes by and says, you guys are right. I mean, this is too precarious work. This is uh, not a safe working condition because you got a crew and there's six guys hanging drywall or doing whatever, and they're not six feet apart. You're saying they're still told they've got to stay on the job site? They're not saying that, but they know. If they refuse, you go home, you're laid off. Number one, you don't make money. Number two, the, the employer doesn't want you back. He wants guides that, uh, you know, get the job done for them. So when you say the employer, are you talking about trades or the general contractor? Yes. The trades. The trades. Yeah. And so uh, there's no there's nowhere you can go to uh, make a legitimate complaint that would have the force of a law behind it? Uh, you can, but then the day it doesn't go that far. What you're saying is basically uh, he's got the hammer and he's applying it. And why are they doing that? I mean, uh, they're willing to compromise the safety of their workers or the people who are working on behalf of their project. Why would they, is it because they're pressured to get something delivered on time? What kind of projects uh, are you working on? Uh, all different projects. Uh, a lot of government projects, they're like that. Uh, uh, big warehouses are like that. I don't want to name names, it's the ones that I'm on, right? But uh, there's a lot of governments that you have to make that date. And if you don't, it's a $30,000 a day fine, right? Uh, same with uh, the big warehouses and the box jobs. And they're not necessarily, like, they don't need these buildings. That's the thing. 
I can see if they have a hospital, they need a bill to get people help. They don't need half the, the schools that uh, are being built right now. Those guys shouldn't be building schools. They can wait. Well, you know, when I talked to, uh, again, Joe Mancinelli, the head of LIUNA yesterday, and I asked him if construction was, in fact, an essential occupation or service, he said not in all instances, but certainly there are projects like hospitals that need to get built. Uh, look, you've got the Eglinton Crosstown, for example, and uh, I think three people tested positive for COVID in one of their offices uh, at Bathurst and Eglinton yesterday, but they maintain that that is still uh, essential to the public, is it or isn't it? Do you think the uh, crews ought to be pulled off those sites, for example? I think uh, hospitals are uh, they're essential, yeah. Uh, some transit, yes. Not all transit. I know there's uh, like garages and stuff being built. They can wait. But uh, some are, some aren't. And I agree with them, right? It's not essential. But some, if we want to build hospitals to get people better, yes. But that's going to cost more money. It's going to take more time. And they got to realize that. Well, yeah, when you say they don't meet the timeline and you can get fined from thirty to $50,000 a day, I would think that that would be put on ice for, for the time being because some projects, you just got to pull the crews out of the concern for their health and safety, don't you? That's right. A lot of guys are refusing to come in. I don't blame them, but, you know, the diehard guys that have been with the company for 30 years or whatnot, they don't want a bad name, so they stay. John, is it a problem crewing up, like uh, finding a full crew, because a lot of people decided they don't want to come in? Yes, I have a problem right now. So what happens with those workers who've decided to stay away? Uh, are they going to have work when they come back, finally, if they do? Uh, that's hard to tell. Hard to tell. Some will, some won't. So whose call is that to make? Is it uh, yours as the subcontractor, or is it uh, going to be the guy who is, I guess, the uh, the general or the developer? It'll be the subcontractors, right? The trades, like either you're a plumber or a carpenter or drywaller, right? Electricians. It's up to them if they're going to call their guys back. But uh, once you have a bad name in the company, uh, guys don't want you back. Right, but you get blackballed. That, right? It's life or death here. Yeah, and how about the uh, personal protective equipment? Is that adequate or not? No, not at all. Not at all. If the hospitals can't get it, how do you think we're getting it? And how are you going to work safe right beside somebody with a mask on when you can't talk to them? You're, you're lifting yeah, tip. 300 pounds of steel. You can't wear it. Right. And and typically, uh, crews on construction sites have to work cheek by jowl. They're not, unless, you know, somebody's doing some welding way off in the corner there, but uh, ordinarily, yes. you're all in the same boat. That's so right. I guess the end uh, point in all of this is that uh, you just like all crews to be pulled off all what we call non-essential construction sites. Just everybody go home for the time being? That's right. It has to happen. You have guys living in their cars because they don't want to go home and get their loved ones sick. Do you blame them? Some people's parents live with them. They're elderly. They're, they got newborn babies. This thing's airborne. They're going home and they're giving it to them. So they'd rather stay in their car for a month or two, or as long as it takes. So finally, what are you going to do through all of this? I got to work. I got no choice. I'm one of those guys. I'm one of the guys staying in my vehicles. Why are you so important to the job? Well, because I... I'm good at the company, and I don't want to lose my position. 
yeah, that might just uh, be the same attitude that the rest of the guys have, even though they're afraid. Yeah. Yeah, you put, you're between a rock and a hard place is what I sense. That's right. And I've seen guys who's been in the company 40 years and, you know, they want to go home. They don't want to work, but the exact same position, right? They don't want to walk out on the on the boss because they know what's going to happen. He's going to get fined $40,000 a day, $50,000 a day, right? And they're always going to remember that. Yeah, it sounds like a real uh, difficult situation to find yourself in. And uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Listen, I'll let you run on that note. I appreciate your uh, emailing me. And uh, by way of follow-up, we had you on the air and uh, you expressed your concerns. Stay healthy. It. All the best to you. Yeah, going forward. Uh, just, you know, if you can follow up to uh, fire me a note in a couple of days and let's see what the situation's like at that point. Can you do that for me? I will. I got a feeling they're shutting it down. I, I really do. So yep, I that's so. All right. If that's the case, let us know. Uh, good to yeah. talk, John. Yep. Thanks. Stay healthy. Take care. Bye. You got it. John Doe, construction worker, I think, uh, reflecting a concern for a lot of people on these crews. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.